0: Tasting Anarchy, your wine and liberty podcast. Join Mason and Jake each week as they try new wines and discover how much government is in your drink. Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode of Tasting Anarchy. I'm your host, Jacob Lindsay, and as always, I'm joined by...
1: Mason Joseph.
0: And uh, we are fast approaching episode 300. Uh, Yeah we're probably beyond 300. We have released have cover... the ones we recorded and <laughs> right hired the,
1: the conversations we had where we easily could have turned on recording.
0: Well, I, I'm considering that it might be something, it might be fun to do. Uh, if we just renumbered it to 300 for children, <laughs> <And> the, <300, laughs> the 300 episode there.
1: That'd be fun. <laughs>
0: yeah but uh yeah so uh welcome to the show. uh we're going to talk about some some wine. Victoria and I went down to Texas wine country to, uh yesterday, or yeah uh, we, we went on Friday and just stayed for the day and and very quickly realized and decided that if we're going to go down there, I don't want to go down for one day. It is way too far of a drive to go down and then stay the night and then sleep, and then turn around and come back. So. I, I could
1: see going down, like getting up at six, getting in the car by seven, because it's like a three, four and a half hour drive, depending on traffic. Yeah. So getting down there, brunchish time, hanging out, and then staying the day, and then like checking out of wherever you're staying, and then like heading home at like six the next day. So it's like a full right. 24 so, yeah. hours. Yeah.
0: Because yeah. we, we left... We, I mean, we both were working, so our plan was to leave around two, and then uh, we didn't leave till like four because we were we were both we both still had work to do, so it, it, we were kind of like ah. So we ended up getting down there. Uh, actually, I made great time. I think we were down there by like like seven fifteen or seven thirty. So uh, I mean, that's not bad, like especially yeah. with like Friday traffic, yeah, through Waco, yeah. it was like- just. No, no, we didn't go that way. We went, we went, oh, okay. the, we went the other way where there's like nothing. So, <laughs> so like there's there's nothing really to stop you because it's Except just dead just, armadillos. Yeah, dead armadillos, and that's about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, we went through uh, Heiko and uh, which is that town that you like, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I really like that town. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to go through. I wanted to go through um, Glen Rose because I kind of would like us as we. Graduate to larger property at some point in our lives. I would like to kind of be pushing down toward there because it's about forty-five minutes outside of Fort Worth, so I'd still have we'd still have pretty easy access to Fort Worth and the and the suburbs of Fort Worth. But uh it's far enough out that you can get pretty cheap land, and it's not flat; it's hilly, so mm-hmm. uh it's got a little bit more of a dynamic landscape. So, but anyway, so I wanted to go through there just because I wanted to point it out to Victoria, and she's just on her phone and went, oh back to her phone i was like okay well i guess i guess it's exciting <laughs> for me <laughs> but uh
1: isn't that the joy of driving with me because like i'm barely like i'll look at my phone but like i'll also just put it away and like
0: oh yeah, it's well, pretty cool well yeah I, I well you know what's funny and i, I don't know if it's i, I don't know if it's because i grew up with long road trips but like looking out the window to me is entertaining like just to see like what's around oh that's interesting oh look at that like pointing out the different animals that you see oh there's a cow Oh, there's a cow again. Oh, there's a cow again. <laughs> like, like that kind of thing. Whereas like yeah. after, after a while, Victoria's like, I don't really care about that. But the other kind of cool thing about Texas, when you're driving through, sometimes you see like gazelle and things like that, just because people have them on yeah. private uh, Yeah. So it's like, keep your eye out. Like we saw some bison actually while we were down, down there. So I was like, Oh, bison. I didn't realize that people kept bison down here. So yeah, I would think it'd be like a little too hot for bison. Yeah. That's
1: what I was thinking too. I also, like, have no idea what, like... Because, I mean, bison we're in, like, Kansas, and Kansas is hot as shit in the summer. Like, I mean, it's not true.
0: Yeah.
1: as hot as Texas most of the time, but it is hot. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows? But, yeah. Like, so, and that's the, like... We didn't do a lot of long road trips, but, like, we had a van for a really long time. So, like, it was kind of easy like when you were like stuck in the back like you basically had like 30 square feet to fuck around because like they didn't care about seatbelts as much right um yeah especially when it was like clear it's like okay it's a 12 year old it's an 11 year old and that kid's like eight like they're they're not fighting they're not like tacking the driver the driver's not driving like a lunatic most of the stadies would just be like "Eh, you know you're giving you the giving them the finger, then they might yeah. pull you over, but like they didn't really care. It'd be like local cops in like speed trap towns that cared. Yeah. And that's yeah. only just because it's like, hey, you know, a little extra cash. Yeah, yeah. So
0: it's like Eulis. <laughs> <laughs> well, i think the I, entire Eastern Shore, Virginia. <laughs> I think I've gotten tickets twice in Eulis, so <laughs> I think I've only been through Eulis twice. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a good trip. We, you know, I, I like Fredericksburg. I think you'll like it. Uh, if we, if you get to spend some time down there um, it's uh, they, they lean very heavily into being a German town mm-hmm. and there's a lot of German restaurants. We went to a one that was, that was pretty good. I, I kind of wanted to go to the other one, but it was like a, there was actually two that we wanted to go to. One was like an hour wait and the other one was like a 30 minute wait. And I was like, yeah, oh, we don't want to do that. So we went to this third one that we just kind of saw. And it was good. The food was good. Um, but it was less beer garden and more like old person place. Uh so kind so, of like Gus and George's. Yeah, kind of, yeah. It was just <laughs> it, it, like felt, it felt kind of like old people and stuffy, but the food was good. Um they had a they had a, a semi decent beer selection. Um all all German beers uh from Alstad mostly, which is down there. And um Alstad actually is also has a very good restaurant attached to it. So it's, it's American, but it also has German fare as well. Uh, But so that was kind of fun. And um, we stayed in kind of an eclectic uh, hotel that was also quite run down, (laughs) but, but like, it's kind of, it's not actually, it's not cheap to stay in Fredericksburg. It's uh, so like, this was like 170 bucks or something like that. And it was fine. I mean, it was, it was clean, but it was uh, kind of run down and we were in, And I think this is like the third or fourth time that we've stayed in a different hotel in Texas where we got the Willie Nelson room. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, so when we came in, there's just Willie Nelson pictures all over There's the floor was tile and the tiles were Willie Nelson tiles. (laughs) So it was very interesting. Uh, And and it was, and it was conveniently located. That was nice. Um, Yeah. But but it clearly, clearly had seen better days. It needed to be, you know revamp. on um, uh, Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah. 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 It just need to, it just needed to be fixed. And I, I, I made the comment to Victoria. I went, Oh, look, there's, they have more cracks in their walls than we do. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that was man. fun. And then, yeah. uh, then we went down to Rebecca Creek campground to, and I sent you some of the pictures and videos And I just sent out a newsletter with some pictures for everybody. Um, so it looks good. I, I'm pretty excited about the location. They, they are not going to have the stage there. So what we're going to end up doing is renting a flatbed and then pulling the flatbed in backward and using that as a stage. Okay. They're, they're, they're planning to build a stage. I got, I got the impression talking to the camp manager, who I think is also the owner, that they have a lot of grand plans, but they don't have a lot of resources right now to, to kind of implement those grand plans. Uh, it's a great property, but also, um, it's, it's a really good property, but it's also kind of like, uh, rundown is not the right word, but it's like, it's just, it's, it's very clear to me that they, that they've been, that they've started several projects and just have not finished all of them.
1: Yeah. Well, so what you're telling me is there's room for investors.
0: That's what I was thinking too. Actually, I was talking to <laughs> Victoria about it because it's right there by the lake, which is a, is a good location. And when the water level is high, uh, you can there's a boat launch. You can you can launch a boat from from there, and um, and it's supposed to be pretty pretty nice. But the water was very very low while we were there. I'm hoping that I, I was looking at the forecast. We've got a lot of rain coming up in the next couple of weeks down there, so I'm hoping mm. that we'll get we'll get those those creeks filled up so that we have some this nice swimming. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. but if not, yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll have to come up with some sort of contingency plan because the lake is also really close. So the lake doesn't go, go low at, like these creeks do. So, um, we could, you know, carpool over to the lake and have a, have a swim and stuff like that, but yeah, yeah. but it was cool. It was a really cool place. Uh, great, lots of shade, lots of trees. It's nice. Cause there's going to be, there's electricity and water down by our campsites Mm-hmm. So if if we need to hook up, so she said, you know, people can hook up to the electricity, uh. But if you're going to hook up to the electricity, give her some money, <laughs> which made sense to I me. Mean,
1: like completely,
0: completely reasonable
1: request that like they yeah. don't have a yeah. metered in some way that like I like I think they should because I think it's nice because it it shows that you can use it and that's the goal is to like, you know, there's all these ways you can monetize these things. And like, I understand like some people are like, Oh, you know, like it takes the kind of classic nature. It's like if you went to Burton and everything had been monetized, it's like, right. Yeah. yeah. Take some away from it. But if it's like, it's still in existence and, and they're you can difficult. go. Yeah, right, yeah. 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 And so, or like, they're just covering costs now. Yeah. It's like, okay, good.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I so it was really cool. There was a there was a Boy Scout troop down there camping. Uh, I talked to one of the guys that was uh, there, and he was like, "Yeah, they've been. I guess they've been going there for a couple of years." He actually said that I asked him about the water because he said he'd been here a couple of years, and he's like, "Yeah, this year actually, it's it's way lower right now than we've ever seen it." But we're all, but I guess they were also here a couple of weeks earlier than usual, so. So I guess it maybe it could be that just the rainy season hasn't really started so they haven't gotten filled up yet. But so I'm really hoping hoping that they do fill up. But great campsites um the I, I was I guess we'll we'll talk this out with the people who got glamping sites, but uh there is I was thinking maybe because there's glamping sites but then there's also some primitive sites mixed mm-hmm. in with the glamping sites. So I was kind of thinking that we might make that the quiet area because I remember that was a request that we had last year where people were like, "Hey, you know, uh, we like, it's fun. It's nice to be able to stay up all night long and all that sort of stuff, but also I need to go to sleep and I can't, I can't sleep when there's people running around everywhere yelling. And they, and stuff. They, they didn't bring an ass load of melatonin like I did I sat right. <laughs> right, yeah. in the tent no matter
1: what. Yeah. <laughs>
0: At like nine, <laughs> just like, I'm going to bed because I'm an old fuddy, didn't he? So, yeah, so it's great. It's definitely, definitely kind of our people. The lady was really nice, uh, but all, very salty the earth. I think she's a trucker. Uh, and then, but like that's her home base, and then she is a trucker on like a long haul trucker out of there. Oh yeah, yeah, which is kind of cool. So, um, yeah. but yeah, beautiful location. It's very looks very <clears> similar <throat> to where we were last year, but is just a little bit further south. So yeah, um, for those who don't know why we're talking about this, this is the new campground
1: that we're doing in Childerberg at this year because we got tired of our Jacob got yeah. tired of the pure. Torture it is to set up at uh the old one, uh Mutual Bend, even though it's a very wonderful campsite, it's, oh, just yeah, it's great a huge pain in the butt. Plus, um, at least as far as we know, there isn't some family who's been going there for oh, since yeah. the eighties, since the dawn of the century, since I don't know, sixteen thirty five and since like Mexico <laughs> exists. I don't know. Like whatever time frame he made up every time he talked
0: to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and well, you know, like yeah. Like, I, I mean, part- I get it. I get it. I that was and and part partially, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, it's 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 a it's a holiday weekend. What do you expect, kind of? But also, well,
1: I mean, they expect this to have the same experience that they have had
0: mm-hmm.
1: for dirt cheap forever. And like, I'm not blaming them. And like, I never had to deal with them, so yeah. Like, practically, it didn't matter to me. But I was also. The guy who's like, it's nine o'clock, I'm going to bed and just would go wander off and go to bed and then maybe get up in an hour and wander around. Like, so, you know, I'm yeah. definitely different than most people. Uh, so you had a wonderful adventure down there. I uh, looked forward to an opportunity to go with my dad to pick and pull because uh, yeah. we like I replaced the driver's seat of my car and I was like, okay. Let me replace the passenger seat with this from the same car. Because it like now I'll have at least the front two seats match. And the back they don't match the back seats, but they don't look so far off that you know anybody would really notice a difference. Right. Or like unless you knew fiestas. So I go down there, so I take my daughter over to my parents' house. So my daughter can hang out with my mom. And I take my uh my dad and I go down in his escape, because he's got all the seats he basically permanently doesn't have back seats even though he hasn't taken them out he just laid them down he never puts them up so we always have like a mini truck bed so you know bomb down there and so we're you know going through the pick and pull and i kind of wanted to spend more time at pick and pull and like look for like cars because like i'm i want to get a honda element and i'm like okay Oh. I
0: can start stockpiling parts. Let me let me interject real quick, speaking of the Honda element. I had a bizarre dream two nights ago oh, yeah? that you you found the front end of a Honda element and you had, and you already had a Toyota Prius and you decided <laughs> to just put them together. <laughs>
1: It's funny because like the other car I'm considering trying to get a used one of is a Prius because oh interesting like, I, I wonder if maybe you told me that before and I made the connection. Mentally. I I probably probably did. Yeah, but yeah, so like I wanted to kind of explore and you know like it's not that my dad wasn't up for it. it was just like it just wasn't the time. So like we go through and we pull the seat out and my dad's like that's a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And I was like yeah it's like. I did it myself last weekend and like, I had to switch out like the wiring harnesses and stuff. And this time I didn't actually have to do that, which was kind of nice.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. But well, so far I haven't, I don't know if the airbag sensor, well, is fully working. Because like the dog was sitting on it on the way back. And in the past he had made it to look, the car would say like the weight wasn't enough for the airbag to trigger. It's some weird oh, thing, oh, but it, like okay. since somebody was there, I never understood how that worked, but I mean, the dog's 14 pounds. So I'm like, ah. I don't know yeah
2: but so
1: <laughs> we we pulled the seat and then like we you know and it's it's not it's so like a pick and pull like this one it's a narrow entrance in a deep back lot and okay. not very wide so this car is basically all the way in the back one row in so like i knew where it was so i went and found it pulled the seat out and we took uh, two like my my Fiesta doesn't have back car mats back seat car mats at the floor, mm-hmm. it does now for like four dollars a mat. So I was like, oh sweet. So we dragged the seat down in there, and so last weekend I put the seat down and the guy was like forty bucks, and I was like deal, and like and you know it's just the price of a seat, yeah. But this weekend they were like eighty seven dollars. <laughs> I was like, oh weird, <laughs> what and what happened last weekend is they did not register the fact that the seat has an airbag in it. Oh, so oh, interesting. This, like, so otherwise I wouldn't have come back. Well, the lady goes, are you a rewards member? And I was like, well, no, like it's pick and pull. Like what the hell do you have rewards for? And then she, she goes, if you sign up, the seat will be $15 oh wow okay 87 to like one discount (laughs) it's 72 dollars yeah yeah wow weird so like i was like uh and like i was trying like so i've been snoring recently and it's been like really messing up my sleep and then my wife has been waking me up to try to get me to stop which at the moment like when she wakes me up is infuriating because like i'm asleep And I understand what she's doing I understand why. And I don't begrudge her when I'm awake, but like that being woken up after I fell asleep is like, so like, I just didn't have the brain power in the morning to be like, what's the catch? Like, how much is it? You know, like what's this membership? My dad was like, I'll sign up. And I was like trying to get out, like how much does it cost? And then my dad's like, how much is it? She's like, it's free. So $72. And I'm like, so like what's the deal? Like she's just like oh it's just every week they have a different sale and if you're a member you get the sale. So like next weekend it's going to be half price tires. So speaking of which oh, actually, I don't yeah. know about I don't know I don't know if they can mount them or balance yeah. them. But like it was like half off tires. Yeah. So I was just like All right. There? So like yeah. I went from like
0: oh, there's three in the DFW area. Oh nice oh man i I wonder if they do because they may not be able to mount them but i bet you i could bring them over to a place that can and possibly yeah especially a a
1: used tire shop
0: yeah there's and there's over here in in muslim city or whatever it is um there's a whole bunch of used tire shops so that's where we go get hookah and stuff and like there's so many used tire shops there it's crazy yeah so but it was you know it was like
1: Went from one hundred and six dollars to twenty seven bucks. So, like, I replaced both of the seat front seats of my car for under seventy dollars, and like, one of the seats is supposed to be eighty seven. And it was just like, is the seat always fifteen dollars with this rewards thing? Because this is like highway robbery f- from me onto you. Like, but yeah, you know. So we, we go back home or back to my parents' house. Like, so, and this was kind of the classic, like two car shuffle situation. Cause like my parents live, you know, 20 minutes from my house or so. So like I go with my water, my daughter and, to my parents and I take my wife's car cause I need to change her oil. So we dump the oil and then we head off to pick and pull. So then when we get back, I finish the oil and the car, the seat is still in my dad's car. And then I bomb back to the house. My wife and I go get sushi in separate cars. <clears throat> okay. And then I continue back with the Fiesta to my parents' house get wow. the seat out, and then pick up my daughter and come home. So, But I took that opportunity to vacuum. Apparently, like I apparently I drove through the beach at some point because like there was sand all over my engine bay. So I was like vacuuming sand. I was like, what is this? When did I go sand driving? So my weekend was spent doing one of my favorite things, which is car repair that isn't essential. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. General maintenance, kind of goofing off car repair. I love it.
0: And so yeah. you know, speaking of cars, I, I routinely am looking on Facebook for um a late eighties, early nineties, straight six F one fifty manual. So I'm I'm always kind of just keeping an eye out, see if there's one in good condition that has this the slit uh slit windows on the back because extended cab because it's what I had in high school and I liked it a lot. Um but so I I kinda of just keep my eye out on it. But what came up was an 86 Bronco two that looked like it was in very good condition <laughs> up and how much do they, they want for this? 6,000. <laughs> yeah. I got my last one for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Besides repairs. <laughs> right. Uh, so. Yeah. I, oh. but, it, but it was automatic. I'm, I'm always very, uh, I don't know why, but I'm, and I could be completely wrong on this because I don't know anything about cars. I'm always very reluctant to get a automatic transmission. That's kind of older. Just because I'm always concerned that there's something wrong with it, and with at least with a manual transmission, I have some experience of replacing it. So, well, uh, so like we and now this is
1: twenty ten. Like we we replaced the transmission in the the Bronco two I had twice for under a thousand dollars both times. Oh wow! Okay. So. Now this was at prices, and this was a long time ago, so I don't know what they are now. But it wasn't bad, and like, are they rebuilt it? I don't know. Yeah, what they did, uh, but it wasn't bad. Okay. Um, now that's the thing. Like, I like if it's a standard non CVT transmission, I'm not super concerned with it. If it's a CVT like transmission, and it's not like one of these mythical ones that. Doesn't exist basically that lasts forever, then, yeah, I would be worried about it, but like that's the same thing where like fundamentally, I know that I could figure out how to replace a clutch, yeah, but like the because like you have the clutch and the manual, the transmission itself with manuals, it's like, okay, well, to me, that's just too much nonsense where it's just like I could just get the transmission replaced. As opposed to like, oh, first I did the clutch, but the clutch wasn't bad. And then like, I don't know when the clutch, like I can't drive a manual. So I don't, you know, it's, it's all theoretical to me. Oh,
0: for so. some reason, I thought, uh, I thought the Bronco 2 was manual, but I guess no, you, it was you just kind of talked to it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I you know, for years I always had a manual and, uh, I don't know why I end up getting an automatic. I think I think because when my mom gave me the Explorer, I just was mm-hmm. I just was like okay, this is fine. And then when I got the Fiesta, I was like, oh, I'm kind of tired of driving manual. And uh, now I kind of wish I had it still. But I I, I wish I hadn't gotten rid of the F150 because I would probably still be driving it. It would still work. Uh, because it was a it was just like a beast. Those those straight six engines. This I'm just totally off topic from, uh, the show, but. The, those engines last forever well yeah and... it's like the, the honda element
1: i want it's like a like 2.4 tech, like our something engine. it's like one of these honda engines that lasts for 500,000 miles
2: mm-hmm.
1: as long as you do the basic maintenance right and you don't have like a random defect in, like it's not like they're all just fail at a certain point it's like oh this one accidentally had a misborn the cylinder okay well it could happen
0: but yeah so yeah well one of the things that while we were down there visiting um uh rebecca creek is because it's texas wine country and i'm a wino we stopped at a winery that i wanted to go to um i was actually invited to go to a distillery and just wasn't able to make it and I, i'm gonna try to go next time we're down there because uh the, the guy on twitter mashmaker shout out to mashmaker um seems like a pretty cool dude i think he was at Childeberg last year i cannot place his twitter handle with who it is gotcha um, but uh nice nice guy and um he invited me to come out, and, and although I don't like liquor, I, I'm interested in the process of making it, so he was like, oh, I'll give you a tour and stuff, and, I, and that would have been neat. Um, yeah, that would have been. Yeah, but uh, so we went to two wineries. One is one that Victoria likes a lot called Blue Lotus. She likes it because they have mead, uh, so it's it's Texas Meadworks slash Blue Lotus, and then mm-hmm. um, w- the one that I've been meaning to go to for a long time is Siboney Cellars which I think I've mm-hmm. probably talked about before. I think so. And that's what I am drinking tonight is a wine I got from them. Uh, I talked to the winemaker, their the head winemaker. I I think she's the head winemaker. The lady who owns it. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Talked to her a little bit. And just because uh, Elizabeth Snyder from Wine for Normal People had recommended this winery and I just had, had never gotten around to it. Um, but uh, they had an interesting single varietal that i bought that i'm trying now and it's it's very interesting to try this by itself so it's a petite syrah just petite syrah um
1: that is a interesting. very interesting
0: yeah like, usually usually it's for color or blend like blending to give it some more uh tannins more color like that kind of stuff but so real
1: quick put. Before I say this, is it Texas grapes?
0: Yes, all of all all of their wines are Texas grapes.
1: Yeah. So to me, like the idea that like a Texas winery is growing Petite Syrah for production of Petite, like I'd understand, like in California, like Washington, Oregon, like big wine, big winery wine, like those places doing like Petite Syrah, I get, but like just randomly in
0: texas yeah, I, I don't think i've seen it before but it it is it's from uh hoover valley vineyard that that they're the ones who grow it in hill country mm-hmm. so this is this is the other thing that's kind of unusual about it is a lot of times when you go to hill country and you go do wine tastings and stuff like that a lot of their wines are texas but they're from high prayer or high plains and gotcha. yeah. uh, that's where the majority of grapes are grown hill country mm-hmm. does grow and you can get a state stuff there but it's just it's a little bit Less common. Um so this was this is from Hill Country and uh it is it's it's interesting. I don't dislike it. It's um it is very clear to me why this is used as a blending grape and not typically straight. Uh, <laughs> but it's 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 very, very tannic. Uh beautiful color though. You can't really see it on the the picture, but it's like night it's like almost black. Uh very dark. So lot, very, very tannic, uh, has some good acidity, has, you know, the, the kind of dark fruit flavors, plum, uh, black cherry, that kind of thing. Um, but I'm pretty sure they use this in their GSM blend as well. And I, I can imagine this adds a good amount of tannins and color and all that to GSM. I think <laughs> by itself, it's not my favorite, um, but I, it is clearly high quality uh and was quite expensive so um it's $47 a bottle and what's uh, the what's the ABV on it 14% or 14, 14 okay and then um
1: i'm going to blanking on the question
0: uh what's the vintage year uh the one that i got is 2020 huh. so fairly young yeah fairly young um but but good i i like it um i probably won't get this again i i also had while we were at the vineyard a glass of their malbec which i did think was quite good um mm-hmm. so that that i would get again i think i got a bottle of it i got i got their their three dark red wines uh so their, their blend i think it was the malbec and then this petit syrah and the petit syrah was the one i was most interested in trying um mm-hmm. just because it's unusual and uh it's good like i said it's good but it's um very unique. Um, <laughs> Sounds now, like it. Now, one of the things that I did think was kind of interesting about this vineyard, and this is not to poo-poo them if they ever hear this or anything, the vineyard did not feel to me comfortable. It was uh kind of like it was kind of sterile. Like it was, it felt uh like the design of everything was just it just didn't feel. The yeah it wasn't yeah exactly like it it just it felt odd like it was like but it's a brand new building so it could be that they they just opened this building uh, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's all in the in like a modern style and a lot of concrete so it just felt just sort of like corporate kind of uh like their logo was in too many places uh <laughs> like but and also it was just all very flat and gray and not great looking so we we kind of walked out victoria was pretty sloshed because she had been drinking mead for like the last the, the previous two hours so um but so we walked down kind of toward the vineyard a little bit and i was like okay we should have actually just taken our glasses and come down here because it felt it felt right in the vineyard it just mm-hmm. that tasting room felt odd to me I and i don't i can't really place it it's that it's really the first time that i've ever felt that way where i was like this is not comfortable to me uh
1: have you been in a hospital recently no it's it kind of like to me it sounds like it sounds like an unlived in building you know what i mean like yeah. where it's like you haven't even gotten stains on the floor like right so nobody's filled a glass of wine here yet like it's yeah. just it just felt that, odd. That yeah it was, it was sterile that, kind of like it, it a hospital kind
0: of, supposed and, to and the and the design kind of reminds me of like uh mccafe like the the new mcdonald's design where it's just like kind of <laughs> generic and like plain and it looks sleek but it's also just doesn't it's not inviting it's not it doesn't feel it's not like it's not human like it it is i th- now i guarantee with time it'll probably be much better like that, that was the other thing too is it had a lot of landscaping that had, was incomplete so that might have also yeah. kind of added to it um well you know like people will bring in like stuff like yeah. personalized
1: stuff yeah. then into the environment at some point, or they yeah. won't. And, but it, it'll still get that. Like people occupy this space, not just here's an AI designed spot that yeah. you can be in. And you're like, I don't want to be in an AI yeah. designed spot. <laughs> I want to go sit in those oak trees over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that that's kind of one of those things where like, you know me, like I really like mid-century modern, but I also do very much like Scandinavian modern, which mm-hmm. is like even paired back for like because there's a lot of mid-century modern that like has flares and to me looks like something and it's very weird. thing is like I don't mind tobacco that much. Yeah, like it, a lot of mid-century stuff looks like somebody just smoked in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. it got kind of, like kind of like that brown, that sort of like brown tint to everything. Yeah, and it, it's like
1: no, this is two seventies. This is not
0: like as far back as I want
1: to go. And then like, or I like really like, like I don't mind a room where it's like, it's got one piece of furniture kind of like, that's the aesthetic. Like where it's like, I don't like, I don't really care about the McCafe because I don't really care about McDonald's, but like for me, I get your, I always get your point I'm not as concerned to buy it, but I also like go, yeah, it's McDonald's. I don't really want to eat there very much. Like I eat there occasionally. Yeah. And, but like, i much rather go to Dumars. Dumars, But Dumars is very much what you're looking for where it's. Right. Yeah. It's held together with duct tape and (laughs) and you can kind of see the seams and you can see that the people who own Dumars care about the building and it's not, hey, like I'm a franchisee where like I set this up and I've got a hundred of these and I need them all to be the same. Cause I got this training manual that I've got to execute yeah. and I've got to hit the quarterly numbers. Cause like, and, you know, and I get both sides of it, but like, I get what you mean where it's like, this doesn't feel lived in, but I also really like the like blank space where people put very minimalist things into it and it looks very stark, but it's also like, Almost brutalist, but not that like Soviet brutalist, like where it's like the pure, the small amount of human in this space really humanizes this space where it's like, this space was designed for a singular purpose by this person. Like, that's what this place is for. Not like a, here's a room where you throw down six books and you, you know, it's just, and then like, there's randomly seven kettlebells and you're like, yeah. None of these relate, and like, and I don't mind dual use spaces and and that idea. But like, one of the things that kind of drives me nuts about my own house is, and I, and it's my fault. Is like, I routinely will take a book out, read like half of it, and then it sits on the counter or like sits on this what we call the high table that I made for six months. I don't touch <laughs> it, and it's yeah. like you're doing this to yourself like this is not your wife and daughter like my daughter brings out toys and plays and it's like okay they're toys and like it's in her toy play area Fine. but like i've got all the like i found uh next generation on blu-ray so we have that and i put it in front of our tv kind of going like we'll watch this someday and haven't watched it but we have it so you know it's something we can watch we've got a blu-ray player in the xbox but you know, it's that classic like, I'll do this one day. <laughs> chance, yeah. so
0: I, I mean that, and I, I don't know if this is maybe this is me uh, realizing getting older or whatever, but it, it feels more and more like I have less time to do all of the things. Now, and granted, I do fill my time with a lot, but um, you know, working two jobs and all of the other things that we've got going on that I've told you about <laughs> all day long, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the, but so like, yeah, I, I do fill my time with a lot of it, but, the, but the things like that, where I'm like, Oh, I want to do this or whatever. And, uh, it's just, it's not going to happen. Uh, it's, uh, too much. Yeah. Well, like, so,
1: you know, I, I, I apparently got a second job this weekend. Um, so like, we're we uh so the the people who are tentatively buying the house mm-hmm. um he came by with his like list of stuff that his lawyer wanted to get to write up the contract to then send to whoever we get as our lawyer
2: mm-hmm. so
1: like he's like okay i just need some information he's like okay you know no problem um and i didn't really know what he needed to come over and get because like We didn't really communicate that well about it and it's mainly on my fault like i didn't kind of clarify because it's like oh we could have done this over the phone like glad to tell you you know all this information but it was nice to see him and and so i was like i need to cut the yard because the yard was looking really shaggy and i was like well i'm trying to you know make the house look good so like i get out and of course from like you walk out my house And then to the stop sign at the end of the street, there's two houses, but one of those houses, like, so my immediate next door neighbors, their front door faces my street, Mm -hmm. but their next door neighbor is like this half lot and the house is turned. So its door is facing main door is facing the street. Okay. Uh, The other, like the cross street. And so he's old. The next door neighbor to me, immediate ah. next door to me is old. And the person behind me this way is old. Yeah, And so no one cleans like the gutters. Like I clean the gutters, ah. like the, like, and it drives me nuts. Cause like when it rains, mine's clean. Yeah. So therefore all the crap that they didn't clean ends up stuck in mine. And then I look like the guy who just cleaned the gutters. All right. So like I went down and I cleaned three houses, like, so the house on the corner, I didn't do their their corner yard because they're a corner lot. I didn't do all theirs, but I you know went back. My immediate neighbors, I did theirs, and then I cleaned mine. And so I went like, okay, my neighbor who's like directly like sitting behind me, her house is behind me. Like she doesn't have any kids that live with her anymore, and I think she could mow her yard, but I think she's convinced herself she physically couldn't do it. But like with an electric lawnmower, she could mow the yard. And she could do a good job. And I think it would be good exercise for her. But I also don't know her whole medical condition. So, like, I don't want to be like, who you should cut your own yard. Yeah. So I was, like, putting an angle cut on mine because, like, every – like, so I cut my front yard, like, on an angle. And then I cut it on the reverse angle so it makes an X pattern one week. And then the next week I cut it up and down and then back and forth. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the lawnmower just doesn't cut all the grass correct each time. Cause like my yard's kind of lumpy and I've never leveled it. You know, I, like, all the stuff you should do, I didn't do. And so like I cut her front yard and then I was like, well shit, now I gotta go do a little side yard because she's got like a little side piece. So I did that too. So, and I'd been edging her yard last summer. Cause like her son was living with her for part of the summer. So he'd come over and mow it. And so she came over and gave us like a, like a, a dessert treat and she makes great dessert treats. Like, oh, yeah. like she took this apple thing, like apple cinnamon, and then put snickerdoodle crumble on it. Huh. And it was the best damn thing ever. So she brought that and then she gave me 20 bucks and she's like, hey, when you cut your yarn, you just cut mine too. And I was like, sure. yeah." <laughs> I, <I'm laughs> lying, I, was, I, I was fine cutting it, but I didn't want to get paid. Sure, yeah. And then so she was like, well, you know, like, I us gas. And I'm like, well, it didn't cost me $20 worth of gas, but whatever. <laughs> and that's kind of the thing. So I was like, so I gave the money to my daughter. But, like, basically I got a side job
0: doing what I know best, mowing lawns. <laughs> well, when you're out here in Texas, maybe that's what you'll, you'll end doing, too. <laughs> lawns in the neighborhoods. I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, I would love to flip cars mow lawns and earn money online like yeah. if i could make the three of those things work right and not have to go into an office again i would yeah, be really really pleased with that as like a job like i i was talking to my dad about it i was like i was kind of trying to think like if i could become a mechanic i was like oh yeah i don't mind the work and i i do enjoy like kind of figuring that stuff out. My dad's like, you're too slow at it. And I was like, (laughs) and he's like, and I was like, I was thinking like, what kind of shitty thing to say? And then I, like I took what he meant. Yeah. Like it's about quickly getting through the projects. And he's like, you, you have too much fun doing it. And I was like, that's a really fair point. Like I'm like, I enjoy doing this, but I enjoy, having a beer like goofing off and yeah, not like I need to yeah. so I so like that's fair like that's that's actually a very accurate description <laughs> so <laughs> um oh man I had like some grand conspiracy the other day oh so like or this this afternoon I was listening to Douglas McGregor and he was mm-hmm. he was talking to this this lady who does a Bitcoin podcast and she had him on to talk about Bitcoin a little bit. And I was like, this is like a axis. I've never, never heard from him before, but he has a, he has a PhD in international relations. Interesting. And I was like, okay, like dollar reserves. I've heard him talk about like dollar reserve status. And, you know, it's kind of that classic, like, like, I don't agree with things Douglas McGregor has done in his life because I have a, like I'm anti-war but I also like look at Douglas McGregor as somebody who went I'm going to sign up to die for my homeland sure and didn't like and he was signing up to like fight the Soviets in like an actual yeah. like world well, yeah, war yeah, yeah that's
0: kind of, I, I think you and I've talked about this before because that's kind of like 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 my dad whether I agree with whether I agree or disagree with the whole situation it's it's sort of like there's a difference between the dude who signed up to get free college and the dude who signed up because he's a true blue american kind of like yeah to me they are very different things well to me even the guy who signed up to get free college
1: if the guy signed up like because he lived in rural alabama and that was the only way he'd get out and he's like i can get a college degree after this and (laughs) he's like you know maybe i turn wrenches but i can get a degree like i still don't have an issue with that guy the people i have an issue with who go like i'm going to change the military and it's not like i'm going to change the military to to be a defensive small force that's here to protect the homeland you know like yeah yeah so but it was like he was talking about it and i was just like and i forget like what i was coming with this was it's like the like it feels like to me Oh, this is, this is what I came up with. Like, so in the nineties, you had like the left who wanted to turn inward. Yeah. And Clinton didn't do it per se. He did. And he did it a lot more than other people, but not as much as like Bush did, even though Bush went out like with Patriot Act. He's like, to me, like, it always felt like to me kind of when I'm thinking about this, like Bush didn't care about doing the Patriot Act. That was Cheney's thing. Yeah, Bush was like, I want to go wage war for re-election. And that's all he really cared about doing was like waging war for re-election. Mm-hmm. And Cheney was like, I'm going to get the money for Halliburton. And that's why like it seemed like in the second Bush term, much more people thought like, hey, we don't give a shit about like Cheney anymore because Cheney wasn't around. It was like Rumsfeld and Bush and like them just being idiots elsewhere. But people were kind of like backed away from Cheney to me. It always felt like, like in the first Bush term or Bush Junior term, it was like the the dark Jedi Cheney pulling the strings behind the scenes with George Bush being like, "Oh, I'm just a country yokel from Texas," and you're like, "You're from fucking Connecticut, get out of here!" <laughs> like, but but so like it like my theory was that the left's reason that they've basically torn America apart was in this like weird, very like. Patriotic move to basically stop America from being the world empire mm-hmm. by ripping America to pieces. It's like, we can no longer do this. We can no longer enforce our will on the rest of the world, and we'll do it by fucking destroying America. And I was like, this is a genius strategy. Like, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. Like, I don't know what list into this plan, but I was just like, well, and, oh, and then I was like, it's like Osama bin Laden won. It's like, like he had no idea. Like I bet, like Osama bin Laden would have been like, "I think that's a step too far." Like, yeah. I'll kill them. I'll fight them on the streets. But mutilating children? Yeah. No, <laughs> for <both of> them <laughs> like, suddenly it becomes. A well, mess. yeah, I mean, like,
0: but see, and that that's kind of like the situation that we're in now. Is like the the whole, well, whether you believe it or not, or whether it's true or not what they say is that and and i everything that we're that we have going on domestically right now is just in every single speech that putin gives basically it's kind of like this they cut off their boys penises like they're putting all their kids on hormones like all of these things that like people would roll their eyes or whatever and go oh well he's just a dictator or whatever and it's like well yeah but you're giving him you know you're giving him ammunition to reinforce his point like you couldn't, like he couldn't have asked for a better, uh, a better like counter player or whatever, because he goes, this is what they're doing, and then that's what they do.
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah, and, and I was kind of
1: like, and, but like I think no matter what they did, like yeah. he would have had like a fine counter play, and yeah. I, you know, like and this is the thing is like I don't think like I think Putin is like. Simultaneously, the greatest strategist of the last 40 years Mm -hmm. and also the dumbest, but also the guy who was just like, how do I not fuck this up?
0: Yeah. Well, I I don't I mean, I don't know enough about this, but kind of go on like what McGregor says is that he just didn't have any options. He felt like he was painted into a corner because because the thing is, is in when he took Crimea, he could have just taken all of Ukraine and it probably would have been easier for him back then. But that wasn't his intention. Yeah, but like but what, what I'm saying is like
1: I I feel like Putin is like one of those guys where it's like people are always like, oh he's like a grand strategist. Or they're like, eh, he's a moron. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. I and I always feel like it's more like Hideki Tojo isn't alive. Mao yeah. Zedong is dead. Like right. Joseph Stalin was a fucking crazy monster. Yeah. And like like Putin, like he doesn't, I don't think he has it in him to do the things that Stalin did. Like, right. Just, I don't think his character would allow him to do that. Yeah. But like, I don't feel like there's any world leader who would do what Stalin did. Like, you know, say what you want about Xi. Like, I don't think he's like a good guy. I don't, you know, obviously I don't think Biden's a good guy, but like, right. Neither of them are Stalin and neither of them are anywhere near Mao. And it's like, that yeah. was less than 60 years ago or like since they died. And, but, like,
0: you know what, and what's so crazy about this too, because I always think about, I've been thinking about that lately because uh, who was it that Judge Knapp had on, I can't remember who it was, but had just kind of was mentioning that Nixon went to China and, and met with, with Mao. And I was like, oh, that's right. Mao was still in power then.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He just killed 70 million people, or that's a high estimate, between 40 I mean, and that's 70. very likely. Yeah. And the U.S. president went and met with him and then opened things up. <laughs> it's kind of like, huh. But then if you go back just a, a generation and you go, well, FDR has just teamed up with Stalin, who just mur- murdered 10 million people. At at the minimum. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, the,
1: and this is the thing, it's like, and, you know, say what you want about Nixon going to China and opening up China and like, outshoring, you know, offshoring and all that stuff. I don't think, as usual, like, I still think people aren't having the best economic tank on that. And I think Bob Murphy's the closest one to yeah. being like, no, it's still a fine thing. It's just, you've got to look at what the government then did instead with all the wealth instead of going right. like yeah. hey you've become incredibly rich well we're gonna allow you know prices to drop in our country and make it like a you know first come first serve paradise right. by allowing you know they just went nuts and then so yeah it's terrible when you offshore all the money away and then do all the shit that they did so but like if you think about it this way it's like so if Nixon hadn't gone to China and started getting China to open
0: up, how many more millions of Chinese would have died? Yeah. Like, the, that was kind of one of the points that I think they were, I think it was on Judge Knapp that I was listening to this. It was kind of like the, like capitalism, for lack of a better way of describing it, has lifted billions of people out of poverty over the last 50 years or, or 100 years or however long. But- if you kind of like drill down to the numbers, like 50% of those were China. And it was Mm -hmm. because we opened it up. And like, I wouldn't take that back. Like there's a lot of, like, you know, there's a lot of people who are, it's not, it's not the normal people. This is the same thing that I, I I have this talk all the time with my wife and my mother-in-law is that it doesn't matter who you think is good or bad in this war. The people who always suffer are going to be the people who have no say in it. And, like, all those kids, is, yeah, exactly. Like they, they don't get a choice. They have no choice in this. And, and in China, like, you know, some rice farmer in Wuhan or where, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't, like his vote doesn't matter. He doesn't, whether or not they have, you know, legitimate elections or not, but even if they did have legitimate elections, I made, I made this point on Twitter the other day because somebody was uh, saying that they were going to vote against uh school choice in Texas and I commented on their thing and I said, Oh, I found the person I'm going to vote against and cancel their vote. <laughs> and, and I was like, cause that's what it is. That's what, that's what democracy is. Somebody's just going to cancel it. So, yeah. whether, so if I don't get what I want, then you'll get what you want. But if you get what you want, if I get what I want, you won't get what you want. That's yeah. like, that's the way it is. And, and, and that's assuming that it's just a straight up vote, which it's not. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, that's, and that's
1: the thing that's most amazing about this is like, when did, like, what other time in your life is it okay? Like, Malice makes this point all the time. It's like, okay, I want pizza for dinner tonight. I got $20. Why the hell did you bring me laundry and silver? Like, yeah, I, I, and you took my money. Like, and that's the worst part about it is all, like, to me, and it, it, like, it's kind of. You know, tax, people are like, taxation is theft, and you know, I think our both our responses, is, taxation is slavery. It's like you are forcing me to work for things I do not wish for. Right. Like, I don't I don't want this. I never wanted any of like I mean obviously at some points as a kid, like I had no idea like social security was a bad thing, like sure. six, like whatever. But like that's the thing that drives me nuts. It's like this is just bullshit. Like mm-hmm. wait why is it okay
2: and, and like that's the thing is like okay like no one
1: wants to it's like that classic like money is bad it's like yeah money's not bad we have the least amount of people in abject poverty ever, ever. yeah ever and it continues to get good and the only people who are trying to make it bad are the people who are actively going like you know what
0: uh Russia's brushes ascendant. right so who cares like yeah <laughs> like, i mean like that's that's one of the things that like a lot of this and and i get like as a person who has ukrainians that live with me i understand i understand that you want to have self-determination or whatever but 90 percent of the americans who say that that's what they're this is about do not give a shit about ukraine probably didn't know that ukraine was an independent country and that's why they say the ukraine because in their mind it's still a region of Russia and it had been for hundreds of years but th- that was kind of, that's kind of one of the things is that it's like it's I sort of lost my train of thought on this I guess a little bit but the 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 point is that uh the the whole point of the of it is is that you've got a person in Ukraine that was supposedly elected to not have a war with Russia you got a war with Russia like, this was the promise of Zelensky, get rid of corruption and then end the, end, end the shelling in Donetsk and Luhansk. And he didn't do it. And when he went, when he went there to, to go do it, and he met with Azov, they said, shut up, Jew, we don't listen to you. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so this is, this is the country that you're in. And then you got like Victoria Nuland flying around, giving money to Azov and all these other types of groups and stuff like that. But on the other side, like, Putin's not a good guy. He's an ex-KGB. Of course he's not a good guy. Like he probably, yeah. he's probably done some very terrible things. And he's, I mean, and as he's a leader, he's actively active. done that. Yeah, we know he has. <laughs> yeah. But like in his past as well. So like, uh, it's also very interesting to me, like the history of Putin a little bit too, is that he was chosen because they thought he was controllable. And so they kind of ushered him into the position because they were like, oh, this is this low level KGB guy. We'll be able to control him because as the saying goes. There are no ex presidents of Russia, and it's because they die. So, like when Gorbachev and and uh, I can't remember his successor, but when they were kind of out, Yeltsin, that's right. When they were on their way out, they were like, "Oh, let's let's get this guy Putin," and and he just kind of came in and was like, "Now I'm in charge," (laughs) and figured it out pretty quickly. So, like it's it's a very weird situation.
1: Well, again, that's the thing is like one of the things that many people don't like it's it's just one of those things where it's like the you know Crimea voted pretty much everybody but like the G7 goes yeah that was a free and fair election they want to be part of Russia and it's like no their vote doesn't count it's a shill
0: like okay but it's twice too it was two votes both times over 60 percent and but then again you know but i also understand it now there's there's very few ethnically ukrainian people in crimea but when they started passing these anti-russian laws where you're not allowed to if you're ethnic russian you're not allowed to speak russian you're not allowed to do russian cultural things the whole situation with the ukrainian orthodox church splitting or part of it is a western funded church and part of is part of the moscow patriarchy which is um, I I don't really know enough about it to really comment one way or the other. I don't know how I I know that the that that church is more involved with government than than the way we would expect church to be here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like there's all of these kind of moving parts and stuff like that. But it's it's kind of like okay, you know, you've got a third of your population are ethnic Russians, and the government you had a you had a government that was neutral toward them or favorable toward them, and then you have and these are the pr- productive sectors of your economy as well, or these are the places where they have factories and they have farms and they have all that sort of stuff, not the part of the country that doesn't really produce much. And then all of a sudden you get a government that comes in that was not elected and says, you're not allowed to speak the language that you were born speaking. Yep. And it's like, okay, so this doesn't make sense. And th- and I, and I've shared this anecdote with you before where, when we picked up uh the kids from the airport and their mom at her, uh, their mom, they're talking and their mom keeps scolding them be like, no, 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 that's a Russian. You need to use the Ukrainian word. That's like, so clearly up until this point, you were speaking Russian with your kids and then you, and now you've switched. Or she may
1: right. have been speaking. She may have been speaking, but like, in all of the milieu around them. Yeah. Yeah you know, like all the shows use the Russian you're like yeah, and that's the thing that's like like no matter what, like this is the, the thing that it's like, okay, so like we can't have what we want, which is a stable life, because the Chinese want to sell stuff to other people. Right. And the threat of communism. Yet yeah. and like this is the thing that like kinda of drives me nuts. It's like, okay, so, you hate Drag Queen Story Hour and all that other nonsense, and you call him that's communism, but we got to fight the Chinese. Right. But those people are anti Chinese too. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. It so. doesn't make sense. All right. Well, that's a good place, yep. I think, to put a pin in it and wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, check out Childerberg.com. Check out Tasting Anarchy. No, actually, you can't check out Tasting Anar- Anarchy.com because the site lapsed and I haven't put it back up. So <laughs> check out childeberg.com. Check out yep. Anarchy on Twitter. Check out childeberg on Twitter. Uh, if you have not gotten your tickets to Childeberg yet, um, go to childeberg.com and get them because we're probably we have a limited number of spots this year. I don't know for sure that we're going to sell out, but we may. Uh, also, I put this in the newsletter. If you are interested in a glamping spot, we may have a couple more that are going to open up because of cancellations uh, from people not part of the Childeberg group. Uh, and there also may be a couple of bunk houses, bunk bunkhouse rooms open. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in one of those, email me, I'll put you on the waiting list. And if those open up, then we'll be able to put you in those. And it'll be first. All right. All right, everybody. Stay free.
2: Stay free.